Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Crow. Welcome to today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got a good one on for you. We are talking this year's top tight ends. That's right. And yeah. we're not just talking about Alex's mother. We are talking NFL wow. tight ends. For fantasy football. Wow. Yes, that's right. Is Sorry. This, is this because I wanted to talk tight ends instead of running back twos? Yes. And then you bring up my mom? Nobody's going to listen to this. Who cares about tight ends? Here, do you want to listen to the podcast? Draft Kevis, Draft Travis Kelsey or don't draft a tight end until the last round. How's that for tight end draft advice? No, that's bad. Fan- that's bad. That's bad fantasy advice. That's that's bad. All right. You don't really mean that. No, you're right. I don't. I don't mean that. In fact, you should have an advantage at either the tight end or quarterback position compared to the rest of the field, the rest of your league. You need an advantage at either one of those two positions to have a chance, in my mind, of winning the championship, which means if you're not going to draft a quarterback early, then you should consider in the first six rounds, because I think that's when the top three to four guys will go, is uh, then you should, uh, a quarterback, then you should draft a tight end in those same six rounds. So the number one tight end value, you know, goes without saying. Travis Kelsey. There is only one Travis Kelsey often imitated, never duplicated Travis Kelsey. Uh, The consensus number one for us uh, finished. He's current finished 2020 as tight end one. He's currently being drafted as tight end one. Um, He finished last season with 105 catches for 1400 yards and 11 scores on 145 targets. The guy had an absolute monster, monster of a season. Um, he's currently being drafted in ADP. His current ADP is 2.1. He's going as the first pick of the second round. So it's good know, value. I don't disagree. I think there is a case that you could make that he should go at least five to six picks higher than that. Some people want to say Travis Kelsey 101, maybe yeah, it's tight end premium leagues, but, but standard redraft or half PPR. I, yeah, I, I would love him at the turn. What do you got? Yeah, it should be noted according to ESPN, his average draft, his average draft position is 6.1. Um, so considerably Ooh. higher than, than on sleeper. Um, so just, just something to keep in mind, uh, for this conversation, um, obviously clear cut, uh, number one, um, he had a career high in catches of one Oh five. He had an NFL record, 1400 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns. I mean, what, what else do you want? We, uh, we, we had him and Kittle neck and neck last year, um, it's not even not even close. Uh, Kelsey's way more durable. He has a, a better quarterback, which is obviously very clear. Um, and so, yeah, not a lot to talk about here. It's just uh, more about when you pull the trigger on him. Um, 
and it looks like anywhere from pick six to picks to pick 13 is kind of the magic uh magic number so i don't fault you for pulling the trigger anywhere in there um but again mock it out figure out what you want to jason's point if you if you're gonna take a a tight end early you're gonna have to wait on quarterback probably to have a deep enough team um which would seem to be the way to do it um because quarterback's a little bit deeper than tight end um so that's why travis travis kelsey has so much value absolutely and honestly i'm just gonna leave it there i uh i don't know what's what else is there to say about the obvious number one pick at a given position i want to maybe go back and forth with you a little bit on some of these lower guys so let's leave travis kelsey where he lies as the clear-cut number one overall uh at the tight end position and move on to the consensus number two for the sackos in 2021 Darren Waller. That's right. The Walrus, after a solid season finishing 2020 as the number two overall tight end, is actually be currently being drafted as the number three tight end behind Kittle. Um, but did finish last year second overall at the position with two more catches than Travis Kelsey, 107 to Kelsey's 105. However, 200 less yards at 1,200 and two fewer touchdowns. Um, But worth mentioning, he actually had one more target than Kelsey did last season Uh, and two more catches. So maybe for the value, quite a steal. Uh, His current ADP on sleeper is the middle of the fifth round or excuse me, the fifth pick in the third round, currently going the middle of the third round. If I can get that in the middle of the third, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, and he's not competing for targets either, right? I mean, <clears throat> the the Raiders are going to throw to Waller over and over and over again. Um, as I'm pulling up the Raiders depth chart here, just from a um, Vegas, Vegas. Oh, God. It's so hard to see Vegas. Um, so the um, the fact that Walrus is clearly the number one there. They have Henry Ruggs, um, who's now in his second year. But they, they've lost pretty much everybody else. They, they got John Brown um, from Buffalo. Um, Brian so, Edwards is yeah, there. Just, just not, but that's uh, it. Hunter Renfro. Who is there? There's no names. Like, yeah, no, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where he's basically their number one wide receiver. Travis Kelsey at least has a little more competition for targets than Walrus does. Um, but Kittle is going before Darren Waller um, in pretty much every draft. Um, this is a lot like um, a lot like Zach Ertz was last year, right? Where um, we thought he had a very high floor and is a, as a third tight end off the board, a very safe pick. Um, and I don't want to put the Ertz stank on him, um, but I, <laughs> I think it's correct to have him as tight end too because of, because of the Kittle um, quarterback situation and the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, I completely agree. Um the Kittle quarterback position is what does it for me. I mean, I think that that in and of itself is yeah. enough to make Waller the clear tight end to this season. So 
the guy had just as many targets and receptions as the leading record, you know, record setting tight end season of all time. What's who, what's to say that Darren Waller can't do that this season. So. Correct. And, and I, I couldn't think of his name. Nelson Aguilar is no longer there. He's on the Patriots. So that yeah. was the name I was trying to spit out earlier and couldn't figure out. But I think Darren Waller will have a fantastic season this year for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, there's not really any other option. I think that you're going to see a receiver probably pop up as a trendy waiver wire pick, maybe after the first week, once they figure out who that is, if it's rugs or Edwards or somebody else, uh, my money's on Brian Edwards, but uh, somebody else is going to be viable. They're going to have more than two pass catchers viable in that offense. So um, I just think Darren Waller for me is the tight end that I'm targeting in drafts this season. He's proven the durability and is presenting the most value of any tight end, uh, at least to me at this time. So, yep. Yeah, the 146 targets is um, tasty. So if, if he's going to duplicate that, that's wide receiver one value at the tight end spot. Um, and so if he can convert a couple more of those into catches... Um, and again, he had more catches than Kelsey did last year. Just, just a crazy year. Um, so yeah, don't, don't be surprised if he ends up two or one again this year, just because, um, you know, he has even less competition from a target perspective. Next up, we have tight end number three, unanimous George Kittle. Now George Kittle did not. Not fare so well last season. Um, had some, I would say, significant injury issues. However, when he was healthy, healthy, boy, did he handle the load. Uh, specifically week two. In week two, he had 15 catches on 15 targets for 183 yards and a score. 33 fantasy points. 33, 33 fantasy points. Even against the Rams in week six. He had seven catches on 10 targets for 100 yards and a score. Like the guy has it in him to go 20 to 30 to 40 fantasy point games. But man, does he struggle with injuries. And then you also have, you know, Jimmy G looking to lose his job to Trey Lance. Yes. You know, when Kittle's been healthy, he's made it work with whoever is throwing the ball. Uh, did have a few letdown games um, last season with some single digit performances, but you know, he was not healthy at all uh, was injured early in the season and then played weeks fourth. Well, missed weeks two and three came back for a stretch five game stretch from weeks four to eight and then hurt his knee and was gone until championship week. Um and, you know, he came back and put up the double digit points back to back. But the guy was hurt, played hurt, got hurt worse, missed half the season plus. And that's that history of him not being able to stay healthy. Plus the question mark at quarterback. It makes me out on George Kittle, especially because usually when people get hurt, you get that injury discount that next year. And that's like, OK. I'm gonna snag me one of them, but no, there is no injury discount. He is currently going in the mm -hmm. middle of the third round. Um, or no, excuse me, he's going as the first pick. He's going as pick yeah, twenty-four. Yeah, end of the second. So I yeah. just, 
I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, and the, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is in year number two. Debo Samuel uh, was hurt last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you look at, you know, we were just talking about Waller and his 146 targets, 107 catches. Um, last year, that's more than um, than uh, Kittle's ever had in a season. I mean, his best season was two years ago. He had uh, 88 catches for 1,300 yards. Um so, you know, obviously a great season. Five touchdowns is the most touchdowns he's ever had. And Waller had nine last year. Um, so it's one of those things where um, I think it, I think it's actually very clear cut that uh, Waller is above Kittle. Um, and in every draft, you can get Waller after Kittle. Um, and I quarterback situation, competition for targets, um, just career stats. Um, would lend you to believe that Waller is the better pick um, clear cut over Kittle um, just for those reasons that we've already talked about. Um, but yeah, hasn't been able to stay healthy um, except for one year and he had a great year, but Waller's year last year was better than Kittle's best year. So um, just, uh, just give me Waller and Kittle's a very safe third pick though. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this just because I'm looking at current ADPs and I see these guys next to each other. George Kittle or Patrick Mahomes? They're both within a half of a, a point from each other in current ADP. You're picking that positional advantage, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> like, like we talked about last week, I mean, isn't the answer Najee Harris if, if he's sitting there? Um, Probably. Or, or may, maybe even Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, but um, that's tough because you're you're not going to get Waller no. uh, 12, 4, 24 picks later. Um, so you're sitting there with... CMC, I mean, you could be probably. sitting there, sitting there, right, with CMC, Kittle, and Mahomes as your first three picks. Yeah, you could. Um, Do you like CMC, Najee, Mahomes, or CMC, Kittle, Najee? Yeah. Um, me personally, I would take Mahomes before I took Kittle. I would also take Mahomes before I took Kittle, and I wouldn't think twice about it. I would be Correct. more tempted to go CMC Mahomes Waller or CMC Mahomes Najee. Yep. And and lock yeah, I up totally agree. two guys that I think could be firm running back ones with Patrick Mahomes and then just like I'm dancing the rest of the night. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to worry about after that, right? No. I mean you you'll have to get wide you'll have to get a wide receiver at some point, but um Blocking up two positions that um, it's nice to have top five guys in. Um, so you're looking at top five RB, top five QB, top five tight end. Um, and then you're basically just spending all your fab on um, on running backs and wide receivers the rest of the um, rest of the year because you've already got two positions figured out and you're not having to play matchups. Right. And I think after that, you're going to see a lot of the rest of these guys kind of fall. I think that that kind of makes itself evident, right? So once we clear our top three, you're looking for the next tight end. You have to go all the way to the beginning around five. And I would totally be fine with doing that 
and just saying if Mahomes is there or Josh Allen and just saying see you later and you know waiting on our next guy our consensus tight end number four Mark Andrews uh, he is my tight end four he's Alex's tight end six which means Alex probably will not have Mark Andrews and will be sitting and awaiting. Uh, Mark True. Andrews finished as tight end five last season. Um, did it on the back of 58 catches for just over 700 yards and seven scores. You know, Lamar Jackson had a down year last year, like couldn't fall out of a boat and hit water kind of a year. And Mark Andrews, I feel like was even if and when he did complete a pass, I felt like it was always to Mark Andrews. Um, yeah. I think he's half the time, at least he's the first read on any pass and pl- on any passing play. I just wish that their offense threw the ball more. And I wish Lamar threw it with more accuracy. He did have almost a hundred targets, which, you know, is fantastic. Um, that just off that offense just did not see the same efficiency that I saw the year before. Um, but I think that, you know, I think last year we saw Lamar's floor and the year before that we saw Lamar's season or ceiling. So I'm hoping that this season is somewhere in the middle and Mark Andrews can kind of round back into form. But, uh, I think he has all the tools. I think he could be a very good weapon. Um, yeah, that's what I'm expecting out of Mark Andrews. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm down on him a little bit. Um, this is a fun fun little read from ESPN uh, on his player profile. Um, 25% target share in 2019 and 2020, um, and he's never finished a season better than 19th at pass routes run at the tight end position. <laughs> like, so he like <laughs> give him the route. So he, he's not even. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, because they're running the ball so much and he's blocking so much. He just doesn't have that many opportunities. And that's why I'm down on him a little bit and was last year, too. I mean, he's clearly going to be productive. um, Like, just because, I mean, he is. He's clearly Lamar's number one target. But there's just not... There's other guys that I'd rather have. There is um, just... Wanted to sort by targets here real quick. Um, he was fifth in target. No, one, two, three, four. He was, Oof. oh, I have to count one, two, three, That's four, ten. five, six, seven, eight, ninth, tenth in targets. Like, I don't know. I would just rather have other people um, than him. Uh, that's, I mean, that's really all it comes down to for me is he doesn't have enough opportunities getting thrown the ball. He's serviceable. Um, but I would rather take somebody else in round five, um, which is where he's going. Um, it's just a little too high for me. I'd, I'd rather take somebody later. Yeah. You know, I guess I don't really blame you there. Um, cause you start weighing all this back and forth against each other in that extra round. Well, it's only a few picks later. It's not like an extra full round of ADP, but, um, yeah, I, I could, I, I see the case to go elsewhere away from Mark Andrews. I'm just hoping that last year was the floor for how bad Lamar could be. Um, but next up we have Kyle Pitts at tight end five. Um, 
I cannot believe that we have a rookie tight end ranked this high. Uh, he's both of our consensus tight end five. He's currently being drafted as tight end five on sleeper. He's a rookie out of Florida who is just a sensational freak of nature. Um, uh, there's really not pity, whole... pity, pity. Can't you see? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a th- this is a this is a dart throw, right? Like you don't know what he's taking gonna do. Dart throws in the um, fifth round where he's currently being drafted. No, and that's why I have somebody else ahead of him um, that is still f- further be- being drafted behind him, um, just because. I don't really like rookies all that much because I haven't seen what they're going to do. Um, but no Julio, you add Kyle Pitts in. Um, like Hayden Hurst didn't really, like, I guess he was fine. He was tight end nine last year um, fin- or finished his tight end nine last year. He didn't really hear anything about him. Um, so it'll be interesting. You know, are they going to go two tight end sets and run the ball with Mike Davis um, a lot? They could, right? I mean, that, that's a, certainly a way that, that you could attack um opposing teams with with two tight end sets with a with a big bruising back um so yeah this is this is a dart throw um it's a kind of a risky dart throw at least in my um in my thought process just because i'd rather have hawkinson than him um but can you explain why you would rather have hawkinson yeah because he he has Goff, and Goff has proven that he will throw to a tight end. Uh, Hawkinson had 100 catches last year. Um, and Jason, I will Venmo you $5 if you can name uh, two wide receivers for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> well, don't look it up don't look it up are you really oh my god well i yeah. know don't uh, look it up hold on hold on i'm not my hands are on the screen i know that they no, I know i know they drafted they drafted the guy out of uh what usc <laughs> what is uh brown saint saint brown and then Yes, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, so he that's... was their fourth round pick. I got one. So that's one. Did, Kenny G's gone. Marvin Jones is gone. Is, uh, is Amon yeah. Brola? Is Amon Brola still there? Or is he gone? Amon Dola? Uh, I think they're, tr- no, they're trying to... No, he's not there. Okay. So that means you have all new receivers with a brand new quarterback that cannot throw a ball. So... Yikes. Who is is it? I'm looking at oh now I'm looking at these names. Look at these names. Tyrell Williams, gross. Brashad Perriman, yeah. gross. Yeah, Brashad Perriman. Uh, like it is a bad You know somebody's gonna be a pickup. It is a bad receiving core. Somebody's gonna be a pickup there. Sure. Sure. But TJ Hawkinson is the only guy that they have that's proven on their roster. Okay. And so that's why, that's why I have him as the fourth best tight end. He had a hundred targets last year. You saw what Goff did with Higby 
the second half of two years ago when he you was the what? only guy that they that they had and he lit him up. You know what? And and they're they're gonna do a ton of play action passes. This is Give my it to me. This Tell is, me I'm right. This is my strategy for drafting Detroit uh-huh. Lions players. Don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. That's that's the strategy. I don't want any of them. Who the hell out of these jokes is going to be able to move the football? Jared Garf, Goff. He had 100 targets last year. Jared Goff cannot do it. You have DeAndre Swift and, ha- and, yes, and a good tight end. This team is going to be lucky to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they win four games. There's 17 games now. Oh, eight and nine. They'll be lucky to go eight and nine. They're going to win four games. It's so weird to say. Yeah, it is. Still, obviously. Uh, how many How many games um, do you think the Detroit Lions but, win? Oh, at least four. Okay. But, but, but somebody's going to have to score in those games. Yeah, the so kicker. So might as well be TJ Hawkinson. And, and, and if they're going to be behind... They're going to throw a lot and you've already read off who their wide receivers are. Who are they going to throw to? Quintez Cephas. To to me, this is (laughs) Chad Hansen. Victor Bolden. Geronimo Allison. God, remember that? That was a name once. Brashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams. Khalif Raymond. Who are these guys? It's really bad. Did they just like it's how really many bad. of these guys are, are UFAs? Are UDFAs? I I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <sighs> if anything, it makes you want to pick Swift up a little, you know, raise his rankings at least a little bit because there's they're not going to throw the ball. Except Jamal Williams is going to have to play receiver. <laughs> De- DeAndre Swift will be might. split out as a receiver with Jamal Williams at running back. Like that's the like yeah they're going to go five they're, they're going to go five five wide sets with a tight end and two running backs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because the running because the wide receiver room is so light that is so yeah, bad not, not great wow so so if given if given the option between andrews pitts and hawkinson they're all going in the fifth round i am for sure locking in the hawkinson train okay i i understand the logic i just mm-hmm. think that the other two will finish with more touchdowns because I like both of the other teams' offenses more. You have Kevin Ridley, you have Mike Davis on one. On the other, you have Lamar running around doing Lamar things with J.K. Dobbins. Like... Yeah, this this is a strictly... This is the only guy here. Man, does it fall off after the Walrus. I disagree. I think Hawkinson is 
is no. a for sure tight end one, and I would say easy top six tight end this year. Dude, F, I don't care. It's not about that, though. It's about the gap between Hawkinson and Waller. I think it's easily worth two, a two-round ADP difference. Easily. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's where they're going. That That's correct. No, like, I know I'm saying. I would gladly pay of, that. I would gladly and- pay two rounds of ADP to get Waller on my team and not get stuck with any of the three of these guys. Like okay, I would, would you if, feel the same way about Kittle? Uh, no, but somebody else does yeah. because he's currently being drafted in front of him. No, right. That's fair. But if I miss on these three, I'm okay with just, just sitting and waiting. I'm, I'm drafting a quarterback early. If I miss these three, I'll tell you that much, you know, mm-hmm. If these three guys go, I'm not going to jump on a tight end rush train. I'm going to pivot to quarterback or something else where there's more value and say, oh, oh, well. Sir. But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see Tyler Hawkinson just. TJ Hawkinson this year. What did I say? Tyler. (laughs) You wanted to call him Tyler Higby. I did. Um, Are we sure that? Are we sure that TJ Hawkinson, his first name isn't Tyler? Oh, I'm not sure at all. I just know that you meant Tyler Higby. It very well could be Tyler Hawkinson. Uh, Tyler. It's Thomas James. It's Thomas James. Uh, two first names. Damn Always it. a crowd pleaser. All right. Up next. Wow. This tight end episode is really, really doing something. <laughs> it's great. Next up at tight end. Seven, Logan Thomas. He is Alex's tight end eight, my tight end six. Uh, yep, sticking to that because <laughs> I can name at least one receiver on that offense, and, and I like Fitz Magic to have a better year and at least completing a higher percent of his passage than Jared Goff. Because he's simply oh, awful. Dude, he's Jared terrible. Goff is not that bad. No, he's not that bad. He's he's terrible. He's awful. He's so bad that they got rid of him for Matthew Stafford and a PB and J sandwich. They traded Jared Goff and a PB and J sandwich for Matt Stafford. You're really, uh, really crapping on. They traded him uh, away for a 30, I don't know, 34 year old quarterback, 35 year old quarterback that hasn't been healthy since three years ago. mm -hmm. He's terrible. Anyways, Uh, Logan Thomas. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick has a career completion percentage of 60.7 and Jared Goff has a career completion percentage of 63.4, including 67, 67% last year. Um, So, yeah. Wow. You really showed me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's great. You're so salty. I made you talk about tight ends. (laughs) I just the podcast was over 20 minutes ago when we said draft Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. If not, just like hang out, crack a beer. That's true. Wait till round 10. It'll be okay. Like, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Oh, man. Logan Thomas. 
Wow. He's my tight end six. I have him ahead of Hawkinson. I do have him That's behind bad. Pitts. No, it's not bad. I'll, I'll, That's go really bad. I'll go heads up with you. Let's go heads up. Higher finish. Oh, please. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's if I don't win that, I might never win one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know, at some point last season, when we were going through all of our preseason ranks, I made half of those board bets completely out of hubris. Just totally. Just yeah, because you should have gotten all of them wrong. I still beat off. you. I still beat I you. Know, it was stupid. This is another. This is a stupid one. If I'm being honest, like this, Logan is, a, Thomas, this is a very stupid one. Logan Thomas should not sniff TJ Hawkinson, but I am convinced that that team is so <laughs> terrible. You're You're just wrong. Alex, Alex, Alex. We just got done talking about them three minutes and 42 seconds ago. Tell me, name three of their receivers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No. Name three of them. Okay. Right now. Okay. All right. Okay. Tyrell Williams. Okay. You got one. Brashad Perriman. You got this fourth round rookie guy. I don't remember what his name is. <laughs> what school did he play at? <laughs> it's USC. Right? Okay, you got that. Um, dude, I I don't know. That's why <laughs> that's why Hawkinson's the answer. I don't know. I don't know. That's why Logan Thomas is the answer. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was that was the best. That that was the best thing of the night so far. Uh, yeah, Logan Thomas bad. had seventy two catches last season with high schoolers throwing him the football. Six hundred seventy <laughs> oh, yards had six scores. Logan Thomas had one hundred and ten targets. He was third in tight end targets. It's true. You're sleeping on him. You're sleeping on LT. It's all I'm saying. He's going to smash TJ. It's not going to be close. It's going to be a bloodbath. So if I don't, if I don't win that, that is just stupid. It's fantastic. And you know it. All right. We're going to leave Logan Thomas right there. Wow. Next up, we have Bobby T. Robert Tanyan. Our consensus tight end eight this season. Alex is number seven, my number seven, just how the rankings ended up. Uh, he is currently being drafted as tight end 11. So y'all are wrong. You are sleeping on Bobby tease me. He finished as tight end three last season. He had all of 52 catches for 586 yards. So nothing really <laughs> nothing notable. Yeah. 11 touchdowns. Crazy. 11 touchdowns. Rodgers confirmed coming back. It's the Bobby T show part deuce. Like there's still no receiver help. Aaron Rodgers is still going to be moving the ball down the field. It's going to be glorious. It's his last season as a Packer. And I'm convinced that he's still going to, you know, keep lighting the world on fire. So 
give me some Bobby T's for the tight end upside. He he does uh, off-season workouts with George Kittle. He's like baby Kittle, except I think he might be like the same size or bigger. But yeah, I'm in on, on Robert Tanyan. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like it for where he's getting drafted, right? I mean, <clears throat> if you were to tell me that, you know, we'll, yeah, wait till basically round 10 to take Robert Tanyan, who was tight end four last year, um, who was super efficient. Uh, you know, he wasn't getting a ton of target or sorry, tight end three, um, who, who was not getting a ton of targets, but I mean, 52 catches on 59 targets is crazy. And nobody was trying to stop him. And Rodgers just checked the ball down to him a couple times a game and he'd be wide open and then he'd run for five yards and fall down. So they threw him at the goal line or they had these gimmick plays where they got him the ball. So, I mean, we have him at eight. He's going uh, currently the 11th tight end off the board uh, in round at the end of round nine. So I think the value's there uh, for, for where he's getting drafted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you could just take a dart throw on any of these guys at this point, if I'm being honest. That's kind of how I would strategize. Yep. Um, but. All right. Next up, we have TJ Higby. Speaking of, speaking of dart throws. No, Tyler, not TJ. Do you see what I did there? No, this is just complete. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It's, it's starting to get late. I'm sorry. Tyler Higby for the Rams, tight end nine. Alex is number ten. My number ten. Uh, current draft order currently going as tight end thirteen. He finished last year as tight end eighteen. What we just think there's going to be an upgrade with uh, Mr. Matthew Stafford coming to town. Is that what we're getting here? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it. Um, but Gerald Everett is no longer on the roster, um, who was eating into some of Higby's playing time. Um, we talked a lot on the podcast last year of Higby being, you know, one of the the ultimate boomer bust player, really, where, you know, he could either finish his tight end one or finish his tight end 18 like he did. Um, because he went off at the end of 2019. Uh, in 2020, he didn't really didn't really do all that much um he was basically dropped in every league um he was drafted and dropped i would say in pretty much every league uh he had a three touchdown week in week two and then didn't score 10 points or more until week 13 ouch um so yeah rough rough for tyler higby um but yeah this is again a matthew stafford revitalization uh no competition at tight end um he will be fighting for targets with cup and Bobby, Bobby trees. But, um, you know, I think he's a fine, fine third option and will be a, a mid tight end too. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, for everybody that hasn't listened to our tight end rankings before, uh, due to the nature of the position, we view tight end twos as being tight ends seven through 12 not one through six and not the traditional TE two or whatever, you know, RB two wide receiver two, which is generally 13 to 24. 
they are the bottom yeah, half. Yeah, because if you're playing a tight end two in a two in a in a twelve team league, you're not <laughs> like it's bad. Yeah, that's that's yikes. Um, yeah, Higby, I think it could have a very good season. Uh, I think that if anything, they'll end up passing more with Cam Akers out for the year, recovering from his torn Achilles. I think, sure. I I think that uh, Higby definitely has a chance to be a viable tight end this season. All right. And next up at tight end 10, we have Noah Fant for Denver. He's going to have to wait one more season before he catches passes from Aaron Rodgers, stuck mm. with Teddy B or Drew Locke, whoever wins that position battle. My money is on Teddy. Um, uh, Alex is tight end nine, my tight end 12 this season. Uh, currently going as tight end eight. So I'm a smidge low on Noah Fant. I just think that there's a lot of really good receivers and mouths to feed there. I think the running backs will be active. He just sort of, he left something to be desired for me last season, uh, finishing his tight end 12. I think that the quarterback play probably had a lot to do with it though. So hopefully that gets Mm -hmm. fixed. Uh, he did have 62 catches for 673 yards, but only three scores. And I just want that to come up. He had exceptional, exceptional target numbers though, with 93 targets. That is, that's a fantastic target number to see going that late in drafts. That's could be yeah. a nice little sleeper that you see sneak into the top six at the tight end position. Yeah, it's totally possible. I mean, especially if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback there um, over Drew Locke. Um, but Cortland Sutton's coming back. Jerry Judy's there. Um, Tim Patrick, I believe, is still Look running around. Look at you just immediately named three receivers for this thing. team. That's incredible. Uh, I know. Uh, thank you very much. I actually had to reach deep into the depths of my brain uh, since it's been a while that I talked about Denver wide receivers. But, but again, you know, 93 targets is nothing to sneeze at. Um, but, you know, some of those guys coming back and being healthy, I, I think will... Um, you know, eat at that a little bit, but um, the, I don't know if I love their running game um, between rookie and, and Gordon um, that that's there. Um, so I, I think this is a fine place. I think he has tight end one upside um, and that's a fine, a fine dart throw. If you're picking Noah fans, um, I like him more at our 10 spot than the eight spot that he's going in from a, from an order perspective. Um, but, uh, yeah, beggars can't be choosers, right? He's I mean, currently considering going, he's going two, yeah, he's going two rounds in front of Bobby, Bobby Tanyan. Um, I, I don't like that value. Yeah. I was going to say he's currently going in the middle of the seventh, which is not, uh, I don't know. I, I, not, I don't know. I, I see it kind of both ways. The 90 plus targets in the middle of the seventh could be intriguing if he could convert more of them to touchdowns, like the three number is so small. But yeah. And, and the Tanya and 11 number was so big. Yeah. Um, and you know, he had four, essentially 40 less targets, uh, and did way more with them last year. So I, I, I do get it. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him there. Okay. I'd, I'd try to wait till the eighth or ninth round and hope he fell. Um, and if he doesn't, then that's fine. There you go. Next up, we have Blake Jarwin of the Dallas Cowboys. He is our tight end 11. Alex is 12. My nine. 
I love me some Blake Jarwin. Uh, he is currently free in NFL fantasy football drafts, being drafted as tight end 22 on the season. Uh, I mean, you're just going to see that given the fact that he was hurt. Uh, just kind of is what it is there. Uh, I'm a believer, though. He had a lot of uh, preseason hype last year going into last season. Um, you know, was pegged by a lot of people as a sleeper breakout candidate. Um, he's currently going at the end of the 14th round in fantasy football draft. So again, free in the vast majority of leagues. He's like tight end 22 should not be getting drafted. Um, but can we go back to these target leaders for tight ends? Because Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Dalton Schultz was top 10 in, in tight end targets last season. So, you know, there's a world I think where Blake Jarwin gets there as well. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in a full season with Dak and also, you know, just being healthy himself. So uh, kind of a sleeper dart throw. I think he could have a great year. Yeah. And that's something too, you know, where before Dak got hurt, um, Schultz was, you know, good. You know, he, he obviously uh, Jarwin got hurt in the week one, so it doesn't really count. But week two, uh, Schultz had nine for 88. Um, week four, he had 15.2 fantasy points and he kind of fell off a cliff. After Dak um, left. As long as Dak's there, their offense is going to be super high scoring. It will be notable to see who their tight end is um, on the depth chart. Um whether or not you want to pay attention to tight end depth charts, this would be the one position that that probably matters when it comes to tight ends um, is whoever the tight end is in that offense is going to see plenty of targets and will be productive. Um, it's just a matter of who that ends up being. Um, and for the value taking a late late round, whoever the starter is here, I think it's perfectly fine and, and very passable to play at the tight end, especially, um, you know, for where you're drafting them. Absolutely. No arguments from me. Last up, we have tight end number 12, Anthony Ferkser out of Tennessee. Uh, Alex's tight end 13, my 11. Again, just one of those dart throw kind of guys. He absolutely blew up a couple games last year when Johnny Smith was out. Johnny Smith is now gone. Yep. And so the thought there is obviously Anthony Ferkser full time is a startable tight end in fantasy football. Yes, you do have Julio Jones coming to town. That offense should not change a whole lot. The tight end coordinator was promoted to OC after their OC took the Which starting Which means you gig. should throw the tight end a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. So, huh? you know, I just, I think Ferkshire could absolutely um, turn in a nice quality season. He did have some, uh, a few games in a row where he uh, strung some quality together here as I open up my lovely stats here. Uh, Houston week six. He had one, one big game against Houston. Yeah. Yeah. 113 and one. I mean, that'll do. But but John, John U. Smith was really good last year uh, at the beginning of the season um, for Tennessee. And uh, so if he... I mean, with him not being there, Johnny Smith had games of 11, 22, 18, 10, 10, and 10. Um, that is a very passable um, 
deep tight end two, uh, which is where you're getting him. Johnny Smith finished the season as tight end 10 um, last year. So this is fine. Yeah, I'm, it's where he should be. Johnny was targeted five times a game and had eight touchdowns. So I would definitely take that out of a absolutely free end of draft tight end. So, yep. Uh, other other players that we have not talked about, uh, Mike Kosicki, Cole Komet, Dallas Goddard, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, Hunter Henry, um, Jimmy Graham, who finished as tight end 11 last year, Hayden Hurst, who finished as tight end 9, Jonu Smith was tight end 10. Um, so plenty of guys um, that, to your point, if you don't get one of the top four or five, um, are all these guys pretty much the same? Can we... Can we just, I feel like we have to talk about the fact that Dallas Goddard is not even in our top 12 when the man is currently being drafted at the beginning of round seven as tight end seven. (laughs) Is there a reason why you left off Philly tight ends? Like I also left off Philly tight ends. Uh, Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts. So good. Because Jalen throws so bad. And also, I feel like his draft value prices out the fact that, like, Zach Ertz is already gone. Like, Kurt, right. But, but, he's, right. but he's, he's not gone. He's still there. And you have Jalen Hurts. So why is he going in the seventh? I don't know. But I won't be taking him. No. No. Please don't take Dallas Joe Dirt. Like, let it go. But yeah, that's uh, that is not some like he might be fine and serviceable. Um, but as we talked about, uh, we'd rather have all those guys we mentioned over him. He's going tight end seven in the seventh round. Uh, ahead of Noah Fant, um, ahead of Logan Thomas, ahead of. Bobby, Bobby Tanyan, Mike Kosicki. Yeah. Like even Gronk going in the 11th. I'd much rather have Gronk in the 11th than Dallas Goddard in the seventh. Much rather. <laughs> he could just draft a Monra St. Brown at that point. Oh, that's his name. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Football Sackos. Check out our our Twitter at the FF Sackos. We're on all the social medias. We even have a TikTok. Yes, the, the content's a, a, a little bit dated, but we are working on updating that as well. Also, please do check out our website, thefantasyfootballsackos.com, where you can get all of yeah, our rankings great. and stats. Uh, with that, thank you yeah, so much for listening. We- Good night. You can see my rankings. You can see Jason's rankings. You can see our cumulative rankings. You can see where they finished last year. You can see their current draft order by position. Uh, You have all prior year stats. What else do you want? Also, the draft is coming soon. We should probably uh, probably figure out when we're drafting our teams. Yes. Yes, we should. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.